lovies, and welcome back to The Love Bug, a podcast delivering your weekly dose of that little four-letter word, love. But it's the 21st century, and you don't always see the traditional, first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes a baby in a baby carriage. So come along with us as we talk, share, reveal, and discover all that it means to love. We're your hosts, Allegra and Ashley. Hi, lovies. And on today's episode, we're revealing more heart-flattering love letters and wedding vows. We're going to chat to the bride herself about planning her wedding during COVID. We're discussing Cardi B's racy new song and delving a little into the topic of self-love. Now catch the love bug with us and we'll get your heart racing. Hi, lovies. Hello. Um, so we are back. We had a week off because I, Allegra, was just a total wreck last week and I called Ash on the day we were supposed to record and I was like I I can't do it (laughs) so we we put off um our episode by a week which means that we're a little bit out of sync you might Mm. be expecting an interview episode from us today um we have got some really amazing interviews from incredible people coming up um but we just don't think it's going to be the every second week like we anticipated initially um, because of course, while we have goals to dominate the podcast charts, this isn't our main work and we both work full time in demanding jobs. And we also are, you know, the creative directors of the Love Bug <laughs> podcast. That's it. Yeah. We just thought like, we don't need to put any added pressure on ourselves to, yeah. you know, have deadlines with this. This is like our little side project and we love it so much. And We don't want it to become that stressful situation like our normal day jobs are. So, you know, we kind of run the show. So we just thought, eh, it's okay. We're the bowls. We're the bowls. It's okay if we, you know, skip a week. Um, Exactly. You know, as Ashley said to me, as I was crying on the phone to her with fatigue, she was like, look, it's fine. Yeah. It's an easy decision to make, you know, I think, Mm. you know, for the sake of, some sleep or for our own mental health it's totally fine Mm -hmm. you know um it's real life guys you're getting the the real life of uh Allegra and Ashley (laughs) but I have to say you're the only person I would wake up at 8 a.m on Sunday morning for (laughs) to record an interview I've got to get the time that I can with my very busy co-host she's off to buy bedside tables bedside tables yes finally (laughs) we've been on the hunt for so long so hopefully we don't like bring them home and like, oh, what is this? <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> oh dear. No, they should be fine. Oh, I'm sure they'll be great. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. So tell me, my love, mm-hmm. your quote of the week hit me right in the feels this yes. week. So I we've had it. we have had a few quotes because um I also messed up the order on our love bug. <laughs> And I forgot to post a photo and it's like <laughs> it's messing with my head because it's not like the perfect order like I would normally do. So we've had a few <laughs> quotes, but this was one that you actually sent me and it was uh, our quote of the week last week. And it was yeah. uh, from Colette Worden. It's okay if you fall down and lose your spark. Just make sure that when you get back up, you rise as the whole damn fire. And I just oh, loved I just it. What, what? Drew you to that quote though? I don't know. I just think it's so, like it's realistic motivation, right? So you are, Mm. you know, it's about being gentle with yourself and doing, you know, what we said we've done last week with the podcast and Mm. just taking 
some time out for, you know, to regenerate. But then when we come back, like we're, we're so much more excited about it and we've planned so much for the coming episodes mm. and, you know, it's mm-hmm. a total vibe. So I don't know. Yeah. I like that. I like the philosophy of being gentle with yourself and giving yourself the space and opportunity to be bigger and better when you're ready. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, it uh, definitely gives me Khaleesi vibes, you know. Yes. <laughs> yes. Even though, like, in the end, that. no one liked her, but, um, <laughs> you Spoiler know, alert. definitely up to that that last episode, uh, she was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen the last season of Game of Thrones yet. Oh, sorry, so spoiler. For that. <laughs> no, Just it's spoiled it for you. That. No one likes her in the end. Uh, <laughs> speaking of love, love, what is your big love this week, my love? My big love this week. Well, it's sort of like my big love for the last fortnight because the last time we did mm. this was just at the beginning of when I'd gone back to my corporate job, whatever. But mm-hmm, I'm just mm-hmm. really appreciating simple pleasures and little basic routines. So, you know, I've come back to the farm this weekend for the first time in like three and a half weeks. And I went and mm-hmm. collected the eggs from the hen. And, Aww. you know, like every morning at work, like it's all so hectic, but the simple pleasure of the routine of going and getting coffee, you know, just like little basic things where you just like get to be you know in your happy space in your little routine in a hectic world so what about you my love so my big love um will come as no surprise because I gave them a bit of a shout out I told everyone to go and listen to this podcast when we were on a little bit of a hiatus and it is Dylan Olcott and Angus O'Loughlin's podcast called Listen Able or Listenable Mm. and I just also I really wanted to highlight it again because it is such a fantastic podcast. It mm. highlights voices from the disability community, which is, you know, my entire job. So mm. um, I'm in love with it. And they've got so many great guests on. Mm. They've got, you know, someone who is blind. They've got someone who is autistic. They have, um, mm. you know, returned servicemen who have lost their legs. They've got Paralympians. And I just, First of all, I love hearing the stories, especially if they were born able-bodied and then received their Mm. disability over time. Like that's so interesting. And secondly, I think it highlights that, you know, people can do anything. Mm -hmm. I just love that so much. I love that. It's such a beautiful listen. So there are 13 episodes out and I Mm. binge them over three days. (laughs) I was just like, oh, when I drive back to Sydney today, I'm going to listen to them. I can't please wait. Please do. Oh, I yeah. love it. Definitely start at number one and mm. work your way up. Yeah, I just, oh, they're so fantastic. They just give, you know, obviously it's an individual perspective and not everyone's like that um, in their disability category. You know, somebody who's autistic is going to experience life very differently mm. from somebody else who's autistic. So, yeah, sure. You know, that keep that in mind. Um, but, you definitely learn something new every time and I am in awe. And also Moana Hope and her sister Vinny uh-huh. are on it, which is just like, oh, she would be my absolute <laughs> podcast guest. Like Dream. Dream. She's up there, yeah. So oh, I just love uh, her so much. She's like my oh. big sister goals. <laughs> That's so cute. Oh, good. Well, I look forward to listening to that. And um, it's so funny after last episode when we talked about love on the spectrum, Mm. so many people have have texted me saying we started watching it and just love it so much. So we're good for a recommendation. 
Absolutely. And mum was so excited because that's one of her favourite shows and she was like, oh, my God, I love that you guys are talking about it. Let's get the word out there. So, yeah, we did good. Yeah, we did good. Yeah, it's such a good show. So good, so good. Um, So who then, my love, are you giving your little love out to this week? So my little love goes to somebody who has been waiting very patiently, not patiently, um, and I've been given the nudge a few times, like, where's my shout out? And <laughs> it's very fitting that I give my little love this week to my younger sister, Michaela. So here Michaela. is your shout out. She's been an absolute star over the past few weeks. You know, um, we've certainly gotten closer and Mm. I love her to death. And, you know, it's just like, hey, I need um, to go to Vinny's for a shit kick party and um, will you come with me? So, like, we've been going shopping and, yeah, it's just been really nice. So I love having her around. And that's so so cute. It's so nice too because though it's so nice that the two of you are so close because, you know, the rest of the fam is down here Mm. yeah absolutely who are you giving your little love to I'm giving my little loves to all of the people who reached out after last episode and like um when I was talking about how I was feeling about going back into the workforce Mm -hmm. so many people have sent me lovely messages words of encouragement went through um, while I'm dealing with like being really tired working like (laughs) six plus days a week Mm -hmm. um and so everyone who's just super compassionate and empathetic and sending me love I'm sending my love back to them Oh, that's lovely. I love that. We've got all the love here today, lovies, but stay tuned because we're going to get into a little uh, little racy topic coming up later in the show. You know the drill, lovies. Let's flutter your hearts with love letters and wedding vows. Living in a digital age of instant connection can make love letters feel like a primitive, long-lost art. I mean, the closest to a romantic message you might receive these days is a text at 2am saying, you up? But once upon a time, before swiping left or swiping right, love letters were a charming gesture designed to catch the eye of a potential love interest with romantic language. Love letters are a way to express feelings of love in written form. Whether delivered by hand, mail, carrier pigeon or left in a secret location, a love letter can be a short and simple message or a lengthy explanation of your deepest feelings. Roland Barthes stated that we have no important language that is able to deal with the feelings of love. Well, here at The Love Bug, we want to share and reveal some love letters that will make your heart flutter and it might even inspire some of you lovies to write your own. Let's begin today with some wedding vows. What do you have for me today, babe? So, um, they're from a groom. A groom. The grooms are killing it. (laughs) The grooms are killing it. I don't know why. I always think that the grooms ones are great for the podcast. I think maybe because people's expectations of what boys are going to say in their vows is always really low. And then so they might, you know, you're permanently surprised. Exceed the expectations. Exactly, exactly. But okay, these are really cute. Okay, you ready? I knew the moment I saw you on the 18th of February, 2007, that you were very special. I don't know why I knew, but I vividly remember that moment. It could have been the weird outfit you were wearing, or it could have been (laughs) that deep down I knew that we would end up here. Let's go with the latter. You are truly my best friend and the only person in the world I want to wake up next to every single morning and look forward to coming home to every night. I love everything about you. I love that you laugh at all my jokes. 
even the very rare bad ones. <laughs> I love it when you tell me long stories about your day, even when it's about this girl at work whose boyfriend's girlfriend's cousin is pregnant. <laughs> I love it when you want to do a big clean at home and start by throwing out all my things. I can't wait to spend the rest of our lives together. I am proud to nearly be your husband. Aww. I promise to look after you, to comfort you, to encourage you and support you. I promise to cherish every day with you and always put you first. I love you and I want to do everything with you. You are the oh, best. Oh, that's so beautiful. Oh, yeah. I really like that one. <laughs> I know I like it because it's sort of a bit more um. It like, is. It really is. It definitely shows that, you know, he's got that funny personality and also he said that, you know, he yeah. has rarely has bad jokes. So <laughs> you can sort of tell like the person that he is. I love yeah. that it sort of delves into that little bit of like love at first sight as well. Yes, I love that. And their story is a great one because they didn't actually get together for like another two years or something. Like wow. They were mates initially, but it's so cute. Oh, I love that. So they've started off as friends and then that yes. friendship has turned into love. That's beautiful. Exactly. Oh, I think that? this is very uh, telling of that relationship then. Yeah. You know, you can tell yeah. that they're really good mates, but yeah. they also have that yeah. deep love for uh, each other. Super close. Exactly. Exactly right. It's it really is. cute. But I love yeah. them because everyone loved them as well when he was reading them out. Like everyone was happy. I bet. So I think it's. I bet everybody fun. was just had the biggest cheesy grin. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. And that was my um my last wedding before Corona hit. Oh, I remember making Corona jokes. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I, re- I regret the Corona oh, jokes. Gosh, now. damn you, Corona. Corona, <laughs> 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 yeah. Jerk. All right, so I want to hear. I want to hear this love yes. letter. Tell me all Do about it. Do you want a little it. bit of a background information first or afterwards? Yes, context. Okay, no context. Please. So my lovely darling sister, who I gave a shout out to, Michaela, sent this in. And this Mm. was written from her now boyfriend on the card Mm. when he was asking her to be his girlfriend. Cute. So cute. (laughs) How long have they been together? Good question. Um, I think they've been together actually like three years. Yeah, yeah. So pretty long time that, you know, um, she says that, you know, she doesn't want anyone else in her life now because they have to put up with her and she's like he knows me (laughs) so I just think that's so funny and Callum is the nicest person and he comes from such a beautiful family and I'll give a shout out to Mm. Sean and Liza his parents and his younger brother Finn they are just Mm -hmm. really really beautiful people and I think when I read this out to you guys you'll get a sense of who he is and the family that he's come from. Okay, are you ready? Please. Go, I'm so ready. I've become a better person because of you. I love you more than you will ever know, Michaela, and there is not a single person I'd rather spend the rest of my life with. If you'd have me, there's nothing I'd love more than to be your boyfriend and for you to be my girlfriend. But if you don't feel ready, don't worry. I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) So short and sweet, but I think it's just... (laughs) Oh, my God, I love that. So lovely. And, you know, what I loved most was, like, if you're not ready, I'll still be here. Don't worry. Yes, because it's building trust in the relationship at the very beginning because there's no pressure and it's like you can trust me that I'll just wait for you until you're ready because you're worth it. That's right. Yeah. 
I just love, yeah, they're so beautiful. I, I love them. That's Callum, so you're so cute. <laughs> Callum, what a cutie. <laughs> that's adorable. And thanks to Michaela for sharing that with us because that's really It really beautiful. is. Um, we're very we lucky. Are. Cute. So, lovies, if you're inspired to write your own love letter and you're happy for us to read it out, send them through to loveletters at thelovebugpodcast.com. That's loveletters at thelovebugpodcast.com. And we might even feature it on a future episode. Well, lovies, if you don't know by now what WAP or WAP stands for, you better buckle up for this ride. Cardi B has released a sex-positive anthem with Megan the Stallion, but the controversy surrounding the content of the song's lyrics has done no damage to its success. The song WAP not only debuted at number one on the Billboard charts, but also had a record-breaking count of 93 million streams in its first <laughs> week. Allegra, why do you think people love this song so much? Well, I think it's important to point out that the song itself is amazing. Like, it's a real catchy tune it's and it's such like a bop. just fun, fun to bop along to, right? Totally. But sitting in the office the other day and someone looked at me and they were like, have you seen the, Have you heard this song? And I was like, no, why? And so I'm supposed to be on the phones all the time and I was like, I'll write an email and listen to it. And I was like, I should, this shit is not safe for work. Like, it's not is at so all. Full on. Yes. Oh my God. It's hectic. I mean, do we? I, I don't even know if we can read out some lyrics, but I think that we have to, right? Oh boy. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it has, I read that it has over 40 curse words just in the three oh minutes. Oh my God. And that's not even like, like the innuendos, though. It's the innuendos yeah. of this, of the lyric. <laughs> I'm just going to try and find an example of one that's like not too horrendous. Oh my God. <laughs> Is that even a real thing? I don't know if we can do that. Uh, <laughs> I'm just even reading it. Um, You're going to be. <laughs> I can't. It's not possible. I don't think it's possible. I really don't. Okay, here's one that's not that bad. Let's okay. role play. I'll wear a disguise. I want you to park that Big Mac truck right in this little garage. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, oh like, boy. I, How did you feel reading that? I feel really <laughs> embarrassed. Like, do you I'm, need a cleanse? I know. I'm like, oh, my God. But the thing is, I'm not at all a, like, a shy kind of person like I you know I'm not conservative no. I would not say I was conservative no but even reading those lyrics I'm like oh my god totally <laughs> blushing oh my god it is it's, it's very hectic. they are super duper explicit I just said super duper oh my god I'm such a teacher <laughs> they are very I mean it is it's very sex positive and it's very you know what the female wants and I think that that level of like feminism is Mm. very out there and it does cause some really polarizing opinions which I think is why people are talking about it so much yeah because I think people say if you're offended by it then that's your internalized misogyny as a woman. Like if you can't listen to the lyrics and like feel like, yeah, mm. go get it, girl, then it's your internalized misogyny. But I just don't know that that's correct. I think if you listen to a song that was so explicit and a man mm. was singing it, you'd be like, Oy. like it's still, it is. it's it a really lot. Is. 
yeah, across definitely. the board. This song yeah. actually reminded me of two other songs uh, from the past, I guess, that mm. both written by females, sung by females, but very mm. explicit lyrics, okay? First one, Salt and Peppers, mm. Push It. Push It real good. That one? Good. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and the second one is Kia's My Neck, My Back. Yes. But I just, yes. I, yes, my neck, my back. Yeah, but. Exactly. I just, the, I don't even think it's that, like, the, I just, they just don't even compare. Like, it's like they were no. singing a nursery rhyme compared to what? Like, <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's because those only focus on, like, one aspect, whereas WAP is, like, going for the entire the buffet, yeah. you and know? it's all the- about, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't even know how to describe <laughs> it without being explicit. Like, oh, it's so full on. But I, like, get it, girl. Like, I love it. Yeah, no, I love it too. Um, I think mainly I love it because it's so catchy. Mm. I think that's the main reason. Yeah, I agree. It also is obviously a TikTok dance and, yes, I'm 30 years <gasps> old and I TikTok. like TikTok. So. <laughs> but the dance is like, like, oh, yeah, like I want to get to know this dance. So I, you know what I think? I think we should challenge the lovies. Oh my God, if no, you no, can do no, this no, dance. No, no. <laughs> Tag us in it and we'll put you on our stories. I think it's great. Have you seen the dance? It's like the chicks are like chucking their legs in the air and grinding on the ground. It's so fun. Yeah. Oh, my God. From the top, make it drop. (laughs) (laughs) Holy dooly. Uh, yeah, wow. It's. I mean, go for it. If you, I'd be impressed if any of the lovies can actually do it because it is a very oh, full-on dance. The whole it thing really is, is just, it's a lot. Oh, my God, I'm looking out the window. Speaking of more wholesome things, and one <laughs> of the sheep is really fluffy and he's walking along wagging his tail. Oh, that's cute. I didn't even know that they had tails. That's so cute. <laughs> oh, and he just, like, really shook it. That's so cute. Sorry. <clears throat> Back to what? <laughs> Side note. Side, Side note. note. <laughs> oh, so yeah, I mean, I um, I'm shocked that surely they can't play it on the radio. No, well, this is what I was thinking. Like, I, I don't, I don't think I've heard it on the radio. Mm. First of all, but also because there are so many like explicit, there's no way lyrics. Um, it would be like beeped out the entire time. I know. Like, like it would not, it, I, I can't imagine that it's allowed mm. on normal radio. Like sure, yeah, Spotify well, is it. one thing, but like, yeah, you know. And I was thinking, I think when it first launched, um, YouTube, for YouTube, they had to put out like a more censored version. Mm. And so instead of, um, <laughs> wet ass pussy. It was <laughs> um, wet and Gucci. Ah. So from the top, make it drop. It's wet and Gucci. Oh, and that's not as catchy. It really isn't. It doesn't really make any sense. Exactly. <laughs> Where, <laughs> whereas the actual lyrics do make sense. So, oh, um, so but good. yeah, so I don't know. I got Andrew sent me this meme though the other day and it was like the riders at Kids Bop when they try and listen to WAP and <laughs> make it into a kid's song. Kids Bop is where they take uh, like explicit songs or songs that might have um, explicit meaning. Yeah. And they turn it into a kid's song, so essentially so kids can listen to it. Oh, so cute. Yeah, they'd have a tough time with WAP. They would have a very tough time with WAP. Uh, yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> So, yeah, lovies, we would strongly recommend you go and give it a listen, but don't do it anywhere near um, your grandmother because you'd probably kill her. (laughs) 
<laughs> it probably would. Definitely. Something that popped up this week in social media land struck us pretty hard and got us both thinking about the way we talk about our bodies and the way we think about our self-worth. Brittany Saunders is an Australian larrikin. She's a social media heavy hitter, boasting over a million YouTube subscribers and almost 600,000 Instagram followers. But Brittany is more than just the size of her fan base. She's an entrepreneur, a business owner, and a mama to two really super cute sausage dogs. This week, while modelling her new swimwear line for her own clothing label, Fate, Brittany received a tidal wave of commentary around her figure. Many of the comments expressed surprise that Brittany was a, quote, plus-size model, praising the businesswoman for her courage in showing her body. While on the face of it, these comments sound pretty encouraging and positive, it's important to note that Brittany is an Australian size 10. Ash, can you explain why you think these seemingly well-intentioned comments are in fact extremely damaging? Yeah, I was so shocked at the conversation that uh, happened around this YouTube video that went up where Mm. she was modelling her own swimwear and people Mm. were commenting that she was a plus-size model and that, you know, it's so great, girl, you're getting out there and, you know, you're showing your curves online. I'm a size 10. Like, it's, I just, it's this really weird reverse psychology kind of backhanded compliment. Like, really oh, is. you look great for a fat person and yeah. she's not fat. And At she's like all. below, she's below the Australian average. She really is. And whose place is it to comment on what somebody's body looks like? But it's this weird thing where it's like, good on you for getting out there. As in like, that's not actually a compliment. It's saying, so it's sort of like, congratulating someone on doing something that they shouldn't do. That's mm. what I don't like about it. It's like, oh, well, you're a bigger girl, so which she's definitely not, but, like, you should, you know, good on you for showing your body even though you're a bigger person. And it's like, sorry, just because she's not a size four to six, which is what the other, you know, stick-thin people you see on Instagram That's wearing it. bikinis, Yes. all of a sudden it's because of what we see online is those tiny women. When you see a normal body online, it's like something it's like to be shopping. like, yeah. But why? Because, I mean, when I scroll through my social media feed on Instagram, mm. like there's so much conversation out there about real bodies and loving Mm-mm-mm. yourself and showing your cellulite and showing your tiger stripes and mm. all this sort of stuff. So why is it so shocking that when somebody is showing a behind-the-scenes shoot for mm. their own freaking swimwear mm. line Mm. that seeing somebody who is a normal size, Mm. somebody that you would see walking down the street, that that is so polarising and so shocking Mm. to many Mm. people. I know, and it's just like, uh, yeah, I think that um, the the difficulty is as well, like this has been a real weird time for a lot of people. Lots of people are doing their normal exercise routines. A lot of people are drinking more. A lot Mm. of people are eating more. And so, you know, what, what I, and I certainly have experienced this myself is you put on that sort of ISO weight gain. That's it. And then you're looking through Instagram and all you see is these skinny people. And then when you do see someone who's closer to what you look like, the commentary around it makes you feel like that wasn't the right thing. Like, that people don't want to see normal yeah, bodies. And it's yeah. just like, where are you supposed to, what are you supposed to do? Just hide in your house until your ISO weight gain's done. No, well, that's it. And because I think, you know, these model type bodies, these 
very small size four to six. They're Mm. not the norm, but they Mm. are what we see in ad campaigns Mm -hmm. for brands. They Mm -hmm. are what we see as the ideal, what it should look like. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Victoria's Secret themselves, they have a cutoff for who can Mm. walk their runway. And thankfully, I believe that that the Victoria's Secret show has now been canned because of that idea. um, The whole company's gone under. Yeah, exactly. Because they only cater to the smaller sizes. It's ridiculous. But also, like, the other thing is it's not even so much size. Like, I'm a curvy person, but I'm a small human. And so I wear a size 6 to 8. And I still don't look like those people who wear 6 to 8 and that you see on Instagram. I kind of see anyone who looks like me on Instagram, but it's like, oh, well, I'm not going to be the first person to post it. But then it's sort Mm. of like, yeah, it's this backhanded commentary that's designed to be positive, but it actually just comes across as, like, highlighting the fact that they're doing something outside of the norm. That's it. And I think too, it can, it's damaging because you don't know what is going on in the life of these people. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that nobody should be commenting on anyone's body period mm. because, mm. you know, if you lose weight, everyone's yeah. like, oh my God, you look great. Um, yeah. What have you been doing? You know, but For some people, the psychological impact Mm -hmm. that has been happening for them has actually caused them to lose weight. So Mm -hmm. there might be some mental issues behind it. Mm -hmm. There could be, you know, some difficulties with their relationship with food. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't know what is going on for these people. And Mm -hmm. I do have to say that, you know, the, the chat around... I so kilos and I was, uh, you know, it's a funny joke to make, you know, at times, but I've sort of come around to thinking like, hmm, it's probably not something that we need to be saying to our girlfriends. Yeah. You know, I, I had, um, drinks with like a lot of my girls and there was a little bit of chat like, oh, you know, like, oh yeah, the ISO kilos have come on. And I think it just sort of, it kind of makes everyone uncomfortable in a way. Like, uh, no, we love you because you are perfect the exact way Mm. that you are. We love you because it's your heart and it's your soul and it's not about the physical aspect of anything. And, you know, I haven't seen you Mm. in three months and you still look perfect to me. Um, Mm. And, you know, I think I I cracked a joke about it too. And then looking back, I was like, "Mm, that was a really shitty thing to do, you know. When you're, yeah, yeah. when you're with your girlfriends, you want to be lifting each other up. Yeah. You want to be not making anyone feel uncomfortable for anything yeah. that you're saying. Yeah. And, and I think it's important for us to change the narrative as often as we can. Like the whole ISO kilos thing, I have myself made jokes about it. And mm. recently I was like, do you know what? You know what we're not talking about is I'm so proud of my body mm. that I have and I'm still well and yes. that, you know, I have been resilient enough to survive a really difficult time and a very challenging sort of emotional period for lots of people. There's no like praise for, you know, all of the commentary is around how your body's changed for the negative during this period and no appreciation for the fact that you're, you know, healthy and well and in fighting form. Your body helps you get out of bed every day. Exactly. You know, it makes you feel better. It takes the time to relax and, you know, mm-hmm. rejuvenate and all that sort of stuff. 
I love, so I use the Keep It Cleaner um, program, mm-hmm. fitness program, mm-hmm. and it's just like a little app on your phone and you follow along with the PTs and whatnot. But what their biggest message is, it's not about weight loss. It's about how your body feels. And that's what I love mm. the most about it. It's that if you want your body to feel strong, let's mm-hmm. do this. If you want your body to feel healthy, let's mm. do this. If you can only go for a walk because mm. that's all your mind and your body can do that day, great. You guys are Mm. killing it, you know? And that is something that I really love about the program. It's not about the physical features. It's more about what's happening on the inside. Yeah. And which is, yeah. Yeah. Which is what we want, right? Mm -hmm. I guess speaking of one of the love bugs, biggest girl crushes, Alexandria Mm -hmm. Ocasio-Cortez recently spoke for Vogue magazine about the key to beauty. What was the core of her message, Allegra? So it was posted on Instagram mm-hmm. um, and it's just this little chat. And we've spoken before about how AOC has like this really great red lipstick recommendation. Mm, totally. And how she fully, you know, embraces the makeup and femininity and that sort of stuff. But the purpose of this message, which sort of in the first instance appears to be like a tutorial, but she's speaking about how the best beauty tip she has is that you've got to love yourself from within and Mm. that if you do that and if your positive self-chat comes from within, you're going to glow and that's like what people will see, that that sort of um, comfortable comfortability. Is that a word? Did we decide if it's a word? Yeah, it is a word. Um, <laughs> the, you know, the level of comfort that, and happiness that you feel within yourself is really what shows on your face. It makes you glow. Yeah. So I just loved that. I love it too. But why do you think it's so hard for us as women to lean into this message? Um, because everything we see everywhere is designed to make us feel shit about ourselves. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? You know, like it's, you know, the beauty industry is a multi-billion dollar industry in Australia mm. and globally. And the whole point of it is to make you look different. And, like, we yeah. love makeup and we we've do. discussed this in the past, mm. but the whole thing is you, you're not sufficient as you are. Well, that's it, yeah. And, I mean, different people wear makeup for different reasons, you know. Mm. You might want to actually change the shape of your face or your nose. Mm. Nose is a big one for a lot of mm. people. They contour their nose because they don't like the shape of it. I personally wear it because it makes me feel more confident. Mm. And but why? Like, why does it? Is it because you think you look better, and so that other people won't judge you as much, or like? Ah, oh, yeah. Thanks for um being my psychologist today. Um, <laughs> look, I think maybe maybe there is some like internalized mm. message of that. Um, mm. yeah, I don't know. That's a really interesting question, isn't it? Or a really interesting mm. message to delve into. It's almost like putting on a mask. I think. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, you don't need it. But I no. just love it. <laughs> I don't know. We're talking about this, but I'm like, "Mm, let's go put a face on. Yeah, I know. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to do my eyebrows today. Um, (laughs) I think it's because I've learned what I like myself to look like. Yeah. And, you know, like like we mentioned back in our makeup chat, like, you know, I don't wear makeup for Andrew. I don't wear makeup for, you know, men or, you know, I definitely wear it because other girls compliment me. But it's not really for anyone else. It's all for me. Yeah. 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 And I think uh, it's funny because that whole love yourself and that will show on your face thing. Mm. I always feel better when I'm wearing makeup and I think I look better because I feel better. That's it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like that little boost of confidence Mm. that you get. And And it's a mask, but it's also like kind of like a protection, like a shield, because I feel like I feel less vulnerable when I'm wearing makeup because I feel like people don't get access to every part of me. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, I I would only wear not wear makeup around people I feel comfortable with because oh, it's it. like I just don't want 
you to, you know, know exactly what I'm what I got going on. But is it like you don't want people to criticize like the real you? Yeah, I just think like I have my own insecurities and mm-hmm. if I can prevent other people from seeing the basis of my insecurities, mm. like the pigmentation of my skin or whatever, mm. then I'll do that to protect myself. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I personally don't think you need to. We are we oh. are both makeup free today, which is shock we horror are. to everyone. We're looking it's like at each never other. Never happens. <laughs> it never happens. I think it looks so beautiful. Oh, you're so cute. I think mm. it's good lighting. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because you are beautiful. Well, yeah, I think that the AOC's message is amazing. And mm-hmm. I also think it's like what I loved is the caption was about self-love and then mm. she said at the end, but, uh, you know, a little red lipstick never hurt. Yeah. And I was like, yes, that's the whole thing. It's not like telling people you shouldn't wear makeup. That's it. Um, but it's also not saying, you know, it's just not about shaming anyone for the things that they like to do. Yeah, and, totally. And they like to feel. Yeah. It's encouraging people to feel good about themselves. Mm, mm, that's it. I think we need to move to complimenting people for uh, things other than what their body yes. is looking like. So, yes. you know, instead of being like, oh, my God, you've lost so much weight, That's mm. you look so fantastic because, mm. like I mentioned, we don't know what's going on for them. Mm. Um, you know, it should be around, oh, my gosh, your hair's lighter today. I think that yeah. looks so beautiful. Or, oh, my God, mm. that top that you're wearing is gorgeous. Where did you get yeah. it from? Yeah, you exactly. Know? That can be our challenge for the week, compliment someone based on something other than their physical appearance. I love that. Yeah, great challenge. Good challenge, yes. Good challenge right? But, yeah, it's – um. I think it's it, – do you feel any pressure to do that whole shred for the wed kind of thing, like shredding for the wedding, lose weight before your wedding? Mm. Not from anyone else, more from myself and what Mm. I want to look like in my Mm. dress, you know, because I've got the dresses, it's hanging up in the cupboard. I've tried it on a few times. I tried it on for my girlfriends and Mm. like, you know, I have very big breasts. (laughs) Boobies. Yes. And so (laughs) it's quite low cut and, Mm. you know, it's going to be very boobalicious as it is. Yeah, get it, girl. <laughs> um, but, you know, along with that, I was like, oh, my gosh, look at my back, you know, look at mm. this and look at that. So I think certainly it's what my perception is, mm. you know, mm. when I, I, again, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have put myself down for what I look like in front of my girlfriends. But I was like, oh, you know, I need, I want to tone my back up, blah, 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 because I think it looks, mm. you know, a bit fat and whatnot. And they were both like, are you crazy? Like this looks good. Like who is going to be looking at your back when you're in this stunning gown? Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's so true. So Fran and Tash are just like, they're such good hype girls and I love them. They are. And even like, you know, my family, when I tried it on, like they're not looking at that. No, hell no. They're like, oh my God, you're in a wedding gown. Exactly. They're not like, oh girlfriend, you could have done some more back toning exercises. <laughs> That's not what they're going to be doing. Yeah. And when you're freaking walking down the aisle to your, you know, almost husband, he's not going to be like, yeah, we should have had less of those carbs for the last few months. Like, that's what he's going to think. No, that's so true. That's so true. I remember for Tasha's wedding, mm. she was umming and ahhing because she wears glasses, mm. whether she should wear glasses for the big day or whether mm. she wears contacts. And it was sort of more around, like, the makeup and the um, mm. eyelashes that I was doing on her. And it was a little bit hectic, you know, as it is on the wedding day. Mm. And, you know, I was doing a makeup and we sort of, 
forgot about it and I put her lashes on and that was the decision time. Like she had to put contacts in before putting mm. lashes on and we sort mm. of didn't do that and it was like, oh, shit, um, sh- well, now I have to wear glasses. And her sister mm. just sort of like broke it down, real talk, and was like, "Hun, I think he has seen you with glasses yeah. on. And it's not like he's going to be like, oh, you're walking down the aisle with glasses. Sorry, no. I'm going to go. Like he loves you for who you are. Yeah. And yeah. I really don't think he cares if you're wearing glasses or not. <laughs> and also I think for brides who do have to wear glasses, I'm like, you wear them like 90% you of the do. time. Like, that's don't you right. want to look back on your wedding and be like, oh, cute. Yeah, me. that's me. That's exactly me. Yeah. And, yeah, glasses are definitely a big feature of Tash and she just yeah. she looked so beautiful. She would have looked beautiful if she didn't have glasses on. She looked beautiful yeah. with her glasses on and it was very her. I mean, but also every single bride looks beautiful. Like that's That right. is just, you know, it's like when old people or like when your grandmother goes, you know, you're all young people are beautiful and at mm-hmm. the time you're like, mm, okay, whatever. Clearly, that's not true. But um, as you get older, you could sort of see like all young children are beautiful, and yes. it's like all brides are beautiful. It's like yes. your big day, and yeah. You know what? It is that glowing from within time. Mm. It's mm-hmm. it's what Alexandria Ocasio Cortez was saying. Mm. It is that loving yourself from within as being mm. a bride. So you're walking down the aisle. You've had maybe the hair and makeup done if you want mm. to. You're going towards your love. You're locking mm-hmm. it in. You're mm-hmm. feeling fantastic. And that's right? what everyone notices. Exactly. You're just pumping the vibes. That's and it. that's so true. I love that because, you know, there's so much work goes into the day and you, it's hopefully exactly what you want it to be. Mm-hmm. And so you can't help but be like super stoked on the day. Totally. So, yeah. It's true. I've never seen an, I've never seen an unattractive ride. That's it. Never, never. That's it. Yeah. And I've seen a lot And of you've seen a lot. <laughs> totally. A lot of brides. Yeah. But, yeah, so- I think that this is really important and I think it's chat that we've got to continually keep up and mm-hmm. challenge your girlfriends when you hear them say negative stuff about their bodies because, yeah. you know, it's only going to – the tidal wave would eventually change and we will eventually yeah. get some progress on this, but really Agree. Yeah. Oh, I love you. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> Missy Moo, our resident bride. I feel like we have not discussed anything about planning your wedding. How is it going? Tell me all of the goss. Are you freaked out about COVID? Oh my gosh, COVID is doing my head in. It's just yeah. the unknown of COVID. Ugh. Right. That that's what it is. And I was talking to one of our interview guests coming up, um, who is actually in Melbourne in lockdown. And it's just like, there's no end in sight. Like, you know, there's waves of it coming back. And so, you Mm. know, you don't actually have this date where, yeah, everything's back up and open again and it's all back to normal. So I think that's the biggest thing that is freaking me out. But in terms Mm. of the planning, because I'm such a neurotic person, everything Mm. is planned. Everything is done. Like it has been for almost six months. <laughs> that is so um, funny. Yeah, I. Uh, Have you started getting RSVPs back because you sent out your invitations? No. Um, we've had people say, "Oh, we're definitely coming." Yeah. But then at the same time, it's like, <laughs> "Well, we're not really going to know 
until if we can travel until yeah. closer to the day. Because date. you have lots of international guests, obviously, because yeah. Andrew is Canadian. Mm. Um, but do you have interstate guests? Yes. So, well, all my friends and Michaela, who's my family, mm. are coming from Queensland to New South mm. Wales. So, you know, Anastasia Palaszczuk, she loves a, she loves a border closure, <laughs> she loves you know. border closure. So, she is border closure trigger happy. That's it. So, you know, and it's just like, bam, randomly, like, border's closed, that's Ugh. it. No one else is allowed in or out. Um, <laughs> so that's sort of freaking me out. Um, Callum and his family who are coming mm. have booked accommodation. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, like we're just not going to know until nah. the closer to the date. And we sent out more invitations to Canada than we did to Australia, mm. people in mm. Australia. So we're thinking that like, you know, a lot of those guys are probably not going to be able to make it because they have day jobs. They are mm. not going to be able to afford to be a, able to do two weeks quarantine mm. and also do the wedding and also mm. maybe travel because it's so far and it's so expensive yeah. to come out. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. obviously we had no expectations in the beginning, but mm. without the two-week quarantine, it makes it a little bit easier to come for a holiday, you know. So Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I know I was talking to Andrew's parents um, last weekend, you know, they're, they're a bit worried about being able mm. to come out. But the thing is, like, you know, they're retired. So yeah. like I said to them, you know, you can come out and do the two-week quarantine and then stay for like six months or a year or however yeah, long yeah, you want to yeah. stay. And like make it worth it, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that'd be lovely. That would be really lovely. So, but you know, it's also coming from Canada. Where is mm. your layover? You know, I wouldn't want to do a layover yeah. anywhere <sighs> near China. No. Or, or the States. Oi. Or America. No, you wouldn't be. No, far out. You wouldn't want to be going to America. That's right. There. Yeah. So we need like. I don't know. Is there a direct flight from? There's not a direct flight from Toronto. I know that, but oh well, that's it's just all up in the air. It really is. Yeah, yeah. And so I guess you know you you've also had experience with people who want to move their dates and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. So what is the conversation been? Okay. What are the feelings from the engaged couples mm. that you have so spoken to? The big one is the dancing. So oh, dancing, yeah. we can't dance. So. Um, some of my couples are like, look, we just really want to get married. I have a couple who are marrying next weekend and, um, they're really excited, but, um, they can't, they don't live together. They're not allowed to live together until they're married. And so they are like, we don't care. We're getting married anyway. Like whatever. (laughs) If everyone has to sit down, I don't care. So that's the dance floor thing is a real, is a real issue. I've had a few couples postpone and then read, like move their wedding to 2022 just to be ultra cautious. Um, Mm, Because mm. for them, I think it also kind of depends on the kind of couple you are and the kind of friends that you have. Because Mm, if you're a real, you know, if you're party people, then a sit-down dinner party style wedding is not going to be your vibe, you know. No, that's it. That's true. Can I ask what the restrictions are for weddings at the moment? I'm not sure what the restrictions are as it relates to people. Yep. Last time I checked it was either 150 or there was no cap. But it, regardless, you have to have four square meters yep, yep. per person and only the wedding party and the couple are allowed to dance mm. and everybody else, there's no mingling and everyone has to be seated the whole time. Yeah, see, that's, that's not a vibe. It's weird. You know, it's hard. It's it really so hard. Is. I haven't heard a lot from many of my October couples because I think everyone's just trying to pretend nothing's going well, on. Well, that's right. I was going to say I haven't contacted any of my vendors 
or anything mm. because I'm just mm. like, you don't want to jinx it <laughs> in a way. No, just, and just like sh- keep it on the down low yeah. and just yeah. like mm, let it keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so we'll see. But at any rate, we'll get you married. We'll we will. Get you hitched yeah. And it all will be well. It will. Andrew and I are our motto for the wedding, <laughs> yeah. whether you know, it's COVID or not, is yeah. it just, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. And I think I like that's, that. that's a good way to look at it. You know, I think the only extra thing that we are going to change is adding a videographer so that yes. we can um, send out what the wedding yeah. was and the ceremony yeah, and a bit of the speeches and that sort of stuff. Yeah. And of course, your perfect. wonderful emceeing. Of course. And my amazing ceremony. That's Everything. right. Everyone's crying. Yeah. Yes. I love videographers. Yeah. I'm such a fan of videographers. I think it's so important. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, it's not long now. It's not. Like, it's like how many months? Oh, I don't know. What are we in? We're almost in September. So <sighs> that. So it's like five, eight months away. Wow. Nine, nine months. Wow. Please. It's getting close. Oh, and obviously the other thing we changed was our honeymoon because <laughs> we uh. planned to go to Europe. So. Bow, bow. <laughs> bow, bow. Yeah. Bow, bow for now. For now. <laughs> Where are you going to go instead? Uh, I think we're going to just find like a place to relax, like Lord Howe Island. Or, oh, beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe Whit Sundays, but yeah, maybe something a little bit more like bougie, bougie and rainforest mm. chic sort of Ooh, thing. So, yeah, nice. yeah. Just, you know, I think it is important to get away after a wedding. Yeah, and celebrate. And Fuck celebrate yeah. like just the two of us. So, Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the plan so far. It's gonna be so beautiful. Oh, I'm so happy. Can't wait. So happy. Yay! Thank you so much for joining us today. If you loved what you've heard, come and chat with us in our Facebook group, The Love Bug Podcast, or on Instagram at The Love Bug Podcast. We'd love to see who's listening. So take a screenshot of this app and tag us in your Insta stories using the hashtag LoveBugLovies. Let's get the love bug word out there. And a new challenge for you guys. I want you all to tell a friend about the love bug. So this week, tell a friend and get them to subscribe to this podcast. You can subscribe wherever you're listening now and send us some love in the form of a five-star rating. We'll be back in your ears and your hearts once again next week. Talk to you then, lovies. Mwah.